Good afternoon and welcome back to RWV Live. I'm Chesley. This is Pastor Mary Jane Amen. Pigeon. We are so glad that you've joined us for our little lunch break. Um, just coffee clutch. <laughs> coffee break. Just a, a little a little moment to fill yourself up on the Word of God and um, just get some fresh revelation and be encouraged. Truly, Amen. that's what we desire for all of you is just to, to be encouraged and be empowered um, just in the truth of God's word. Uh, we've been sharing about a lot of different things. Uh, we've talked about the role of the woman, yes. her purpose, position, and power. We've talked about the power of God's word and how it's medicine to our flesh. Um, we've talked about releasing the power of God's word through our mouth yeah. and how, yeah. how we have that ability because God put it in us. And today we're going to shift a little bit into the power of prayer. Amen. And this all works together. Yeah, it it's um, truly the, the honor and the responsibility that we have as Christians and especially as Christian women, as wives and moms and co-workers and, and influencers. Influencers. Amen. That's right. That's a big word these days. That's our power <laughs> is it to be an influence. Yes. yes. So we're going to dive into a little bit about prayer and just how God has given us a pattern and how to do that and just how effective it truly is Amen. when we're doing it truly based on the Word of God. So, And I think we, we really have to constantly be reminded. I know mm -hmm. I have to be reminded. I was just thinking last night when I was kind of getting ready for today and preparing, Lord, I need to, I, it's one thing to know what to do. It's something else to do it. Do it. Yes. So I can preach you a great, a great lesson here put it all together and find the scriptures, but then I have to go home and do this, mm -hmm. you know, Quiet. but, and I have done it and it does work. Yes. When I do it, it, it works. works. <laughs> so we're giving you tools for success that, yes. that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Fail proof tools. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, um, well, I felt like we, we could shift into prayer now because I don't know, I'm kind of I feel like we, we got a, a good dose of mm -hmm. the power that's in the word and the power that's in our mouth and yes. the power of our influence. And so now we're going to shift into prayer. And <clears throat> I had been working on, you know, just in my quiet time and things, praying how to pray in the last days. And um, so that's kind of what I titled, titled this. But prayer is the force that shapes the world and it wow. shapes our lives and it, it shape our family's lives. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to a lady the other day is um, teaching on prayer. And she was saying that you were gonna, what you are now praying about, you will eventually walk in, walk mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. So prayer is like laying a railroad track. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, I know Lynn Hammond calls it doing road work. Yeah. Uh, you put your barrels up and you put your saw horses up and, <laughs> and you mark places off. and. I think one thing in the church that sometimes our prayer life is scattershotted. It's not strategic. Yeah. And That's so we're true. going to talk about it from a strategic point of view to find. I know years ago, Chessie, we did a meeting called uh, The Woman is a Warrior. Mm -hmm. And it had to do with prayer. And it was like, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> if you're going to hit something, yes. you get ready. You get, you get, you know, I had, a, I had, a, I got awards for my riflery when I was in summer awesome. camp years ago. <laughs> and, and if you're going to hit something, though, you, you get ready, you get positioned. Yeah. And then you aim. You've got to take mm -hmm. aim and then you release. And a lot of times we just release our emotions or we release ourselves. You know, or we our release. Frustrations or frustrations. We're scattershotting. Yeah. 
Right. If we don't have a target, if we're not right. if we're not focused on a particular target, um, and take gonna... the time to find out if there's any obstacles in the way, so you mm -hmm. can hit that target. Amen. So that's, that's kind of some of the things we're going to talk about. The prayers of God's saints. I've taken some of this from E.M. Bounds' book on the purpose of prayer. The prayers of God's saints are the capital stock in heaven by which Christ carries on his great work upon the earth. And um, God's policy is shaped when the prayers of his people are more numerous and more efficient. Mm -hmm. And that's from E.M. Bounds' uh, book, Purpose of Prayer. And by the way, last week I had a lady ask me if we could get the notes that we're following. Mm -hmm. And so I did uh, send them to Jonathan and he will eventually be able to put them on our webpage. And so you can uh, go to Restoration of Women's Virtues webpage and pull up the notes that we're reading from. So yeah. some of the scriptures will be there. The most important um, lesson that we can learn is how to pray in how to pray. We must pray so that our prayers take hold of God and i.e. capture his heart yeah. and pray his word. Yes. And that's uh, that's from me and Ian e. Bounds. <laughs> I sort of jumped on there collaboration too. Collaboration there. The life of the church is the highest life and its office is to pray. That's mm -hmm. what we're here for, actually. Yes. And and I, I know the, the Lord showed us that in Genesis chapter one. He spoke the world into creation. Mm -hmm. He spoke creation into, into manifestation. Mm -hmm. And then and he did it by deputizing his word and sent it out to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he wants us to do is to send it out to get the job done. Yes. Prayer in one phase of its operation is a disinfectant and a preventative. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me, uh, Jesse, of um, when Jesus uh, was in the garden mm -hmm. and he told them to sit there and wait and I'll be back. Mm -hmm. Pray and I'll be back. And they fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he, uh, he said, pray that you enter not into temptation. And uh, in the natural, you look at that and say, well, pray, Lord, don't let me enter into temptation. I'll pray. I don't want to enter into temptation. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's how he meant that. I think he meant when you pray, you won't enter into right. temptation. Pray so that you, you don't. don't <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, if you are praying, you won't enter into temptation. Mm -hmm. That's good. So um, sometimes when we're maybe waiting on a prayer to manifest, mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me, I've got a little catch in my throat maybe wait on uh, waiting on something to manifest for mm -hmm. us. Uh, we don't know what to do with our brain. You know, what, mm -hmm. are, what are we're in what the are waiting? Your thought, well, in the waiting. Yeah. Well, praying in the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. praying in other tongues, uh, praising God and worshiping yes, him. Thanking those him. are space fillers Absolutely. for your brain. Yeah. yeah. Worshiping really for me is a, um, a vital tool. It is for all of us. I'm just saying that's kind of my... But you have such a beautiful voice. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. The Lord loves to hear I, her worship because she has a gorgeous voice. <laughs> well, thank you. <coughs> just having, keeping that grateful heart is, yes. you know, I know that that's what really has the ability to open that door mm -hmm. or shut that door for it what does. I'm believing for because it's oftentimes the attitude of our hearts when we're waiting on God and we're praying through something and if we get, you know, bitter or resentful or anxious or anxious or start <clears throat> to worry, you know, sometimes that could be the little, just like the little kink that 
needs and to be hose. worked out. Yeah, for it to just flow and, yeah. and come to be. So keeping a grateful heart is Well, important. also in Romans, Jesse, it says that because they forgot to thank the Lord, mm -hmm. he turned them over to a reprobate mind, a mind that's void of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, your mind shuts down yeah. for the power of God to, to move, mm -hmm. you know. True. So the life of the church is the highest life in its office is to pray. Uh, prayer in one phase of its operation is a disinfectant and a preventative. It purifies the air. It destroys the contagion of evil. When we declare the blood of Jesus in a situation, this is what the Lord told me one day I was coming to church and he said, when you're praying for the government, he just, you know, it's, I love the way he just sort of gets in the car and talks to you when you're not yes. expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you're praying for the government, he said, when you plead the blood of Jesus, mm -hmm. he said, it, it, the blood will paralyze the works of darkness, wow. but it will energize the light. Wow. It will encourage and energize the people of the light, but it will paralyze the, where the works of darkness are trying to come. Thank you, so Lord. it is a preventative. It's a disinfectant and mm -hmm. a preventative to pray. Mm-hmm. And if we keep if we keep that to keep the atmosphere full with the praise and the thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and that's a form of prayer. Right. So if you keep your atmosphere surrounded, the, the demons can't get through you, to you. They right. can't get in that atmosphere. Well, what what that makes me think about, especially when you were talking about the blood, you know, declaring the blood, that is that is what cleanses us, and you know, the blood that was shed. And it's also keeping that on our doorpost so that the yeah. enemy has to pass over. And, and our angels see it. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, it's a marker. We're, we're, we're living out this life not just for ourselves, mm -hmm. but there's angels out there, there's demons out there, all of heaven is watching. The demonic strongholds of hell are watching. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you don't feel like saying something, but the devil needs to hear you say it. Yeah, or your true. angels need to hear you say mm -hmm. it because they will, they are here as ministering spirits sent out to render salvation to those, uh, sent out to render service to those who inherit salvation. Mm -hmm. And so um, they need to hear the word of God because they're going to fulfill it. Yes. So it's not all about us. Oh, too bad. It's not all about us. <laughs> Too bad. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, you know, we have so much to work with. And that's why I enjoy doing these times because I feel like we have so many tools that so many people don't really realize mm -hmm. what all we have to work with. Yeah. We're really blessed. So the absence, now this is what came from the lady I was listening to the other day. Mm -hmm. Her name is actually Julie Anderson and she's in London. But um, the absence of prayer is the testimony to your ability to your ability. The absence of prayer is a testimony to your ability. Mm -hmm. The uh, presence of prayer is the testimony of God's ability. So if I don't have any prayer, then I'm saying, I got it. I got this. Mm. I got this. I can handle this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just recently, I've been really more active in calling on my friend, the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. calling on my helper. Amen. Because, you know, you get into things and doing it yourself and you forget to ask for his help. And mm -hmm. I just I always repent when I catch myself. Yes. Lord, I'm so sorry you've paid such a price to be there for me. And mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not enjoying that. I'm not yeah. taking and taking I just last night I was looking for I was looking for this book last night. I thought, where is that <laughs> called upon my helper, the yes. Holy Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the way he is. I mean, it's, if something's lost, he wants to help you find it. He wants to help you get the best parking place. He wants to get he help you get the best deals on things. He's, and he wants to rip your loved ones out of the 
it's of hell. That's you know, I mean, true. it's like that's from true. one You're about to preaching me happy he, here, Chesley. That's he cares good. about all of those things. He does, and we <laughs> need to enjoy his presence. Mm-hmm. We just worship the yes. Lord. Thank, Thank you, you, Jesus, Lord. for you the are gift. So good. You know, so I look beautiful. at I look at the 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 Father. Um, it, it, we were brought forth out of His will. It was mm-hmm. His will. He came to rescue us, being lost mm-hmm. in darkness. He came to rescue us, and and because He want it was His will to rescue us and to save us. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus came and fulfilled the will of the Father and sacrificed himself for our salvation, mm-hmm. bore our sin, sickness, and disease in his body on the cross. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus had earned the right to send the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the power source of the Godhead to help us journey, uh, take our journey in life. Wow. So. He had it all in order. <laughs> he did. Well, well, that's a big thing too. We're yes. going to talk about it. Already. Yes, yes. So, uh, so we, we, we need to also, another point, these are just points that I wrote down. Another point is we need to learn to discern when to ask and when to decree the covenant promise. Uh, years ago, um, I had heard a, a sermon and the lady was preaching about asking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are different, but and when I was growing up, my sister asked for everything mm-hmm. and she got it. Mm-hmm. My dad had made some money in life and, and she loved horses and barrel <laughs> racing and trailer, you know, uh, all that. And my daddy bought it for her because she had that desire and mm-hmm. she wanted it. I didn't ever ask for anything. Yeah. And so I didn't get it. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, you know, you got to define, you gotta define, define yourself, you know, d- yeah. tell me your desires. And so after I'd heard this sermon on asking, I said, well, Lord, I just need to learn to ask better. Help me to learn how to ask better. And he said, well, actually, you need to learn how to discern when to ask mm-hmm. and when to declare and decree. Amen. That's he said, important. for instance, you don't have to ask me for healing. Mm-hmm. Jesus did that at the cross. He bore your sickness and disease, mm-hmm. and by his stripes you were healed. That was dealt with at the cross. Amen. So you just need to declare and decree it. That's right. But now, and then he used, my son was looking for a, a truck for his business. And so he said, but now you may ask me for the truck for Troy and where it is. And you may ask me about things like that, mm-hmm. but you don't have to ask me for things that I have already given you mm-hmm. in the covenant that was cut at the cross right. through the resurrection. There's kind of like the, the package deal like what's already included, right? Yeah, and then you can add on these extras, <laughs> yeah, and you just have to ask for them. Right. And we want to know for sure sometimes if those things are right for us, yes. and maybe for that season of life or whatever right. it may be. Is it know? is it all right with him if we ask for this? Right. <laughs> I, I remember him encouraging me, and I think we were talking about this the other day to ask uh, to ask him. Uh, for a, a trip to New England yes. one day. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh man, that would have been so neat for me to be able to go to New England. And, um, <laughs> but, I did, but I said, but I know I could never do that. And the next morning, uh, it's like the Holy Spirit was there saying, ask me for that trip. <laughs> ask me for that trip. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so when I told my husband that the Holy Spirit had told me to ask him for the trip, he said, well, you and the Holy Spirit are going to have to work that out because I don't have the money for you to go on that trip. <laughs> and you know what? He did. He mm-hmm. sent somebody to me with a check for $1,000 to cover the trip. Thank this you, was Lord. a long time back. wouldn't cover it today. But <laughs> at any rate, I, he was teaching me that you don't always have to 
uh, it doesn't always have to be a, a need, right? a desperate need, like the lights are going to get turned off or mm-hmm. you have no food in the house or no gas in your car. Mm-hmm. Those are needs and those you, you, and you ask for those, those things, right. but it can also be just a fun thing that you would really like to do. Sure. So that's... Yeah. So we're going to learn the difference between here in, in prayer, learning the difference between asking uh, and declaring and decreeing. And when, when we do what? And those are good questions to ask your partner, the Holy Spirit. Yes. So, um, and like I said once before, what we're praying about uh, is what we're going to be walking in. Mm-hmm. So, and my first thought when we get into prayer was to establish our motive for prayer. That's and uh, this was what came to me first was, it's for His name's sake. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that earlier too, for his name's sake. I, I might not care about that situation. Right. You know, I might not care about that person all that much, <laughs> but God does. Right. And he's got a destiny and a future for that person. Amen. And Jesus, all you have to do is see Jesus on the cross Amen. and realize that he, he gave his life for that person. And he deserves the glory. He deserves the glory. Amen. But uh, under his namesake, it says in Psalm 6, 4, Return, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. Mm. And you know, one thing I've observed through the years, Jesse, is when we acknowledge that God is good and his mercy endureth forever, mm-hmm. it turns him on. He mm-hmm. likes that. Yeah. <laughs> He's pleased with our faith. Yes. But he wants people to know that I am good. Right. Yeah, it's like he gets a bad rap so much of the time. He you does. Know? And and when we're saying deliver my soul, save me, it's like to show your mercy, your mercy so right. that I can see it. And so that even others can see it around me, mm-hmm. how merciful you are, mm-hmm. how good you are, how faithful you are. Right. So others can see that in our lives, not just so that we can be blessed, blessed and, you know, get everything we want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he is good. And we we do praise him for that too but a lot of times it's just so that others can see that in our lives well you know on our on our uh, well let me finish this mm-hmm. uh, psalm 6 4 return o lord deliver my soul save me for thy mercy's sake and then psalm 31 3 says for thou art my rock and my fortress therefore for thy name's sake lead me and guide me so for his mercy's sake for his name's sake this is for for the sake of the glory, for mm-hmm. God to get credit. Right. And uh, what I was going to say is in the next page, First Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, mm-hmm. that you may show forth the praises, the virtues, and the manliness of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow. So we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. It says a holy nation. We're a peculiar, uh, marked off, chosen people mm-hmm. that we should show forth the praises. He, we're here as his show and tell, actually. Yeah. Show forth the praises are literally virtues. And that also translates as manliness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, you know, the man, the man of the household. Yeah. He, he he doesn't want his wife going out and say, oh, he beats me and he won't give me any money and he won't take mm-hmm. care of me. I mean, we've given God such a bad rap through the years. Mm-hmm. Like he's a bad husband, a bad father. Yeah. And he's, 
he makes us sick to teach us something. Right. Or it must have just been his will that that, yeah. that thing happened to me or it happened for uh, Where a did we get all that? I don't know. I think everybody's <laughs> been guilty of a little of it. Where yeah. did we get all that? Yeah. We've been lied to. <laughs> And the, and the devil has stolen the goodness of God from us many mm-hmm. times. The steal, kill, and destroy. Right. He steals that word. He steals. So when, when, <clears throat> when we're uh, uh, showing forth the praises and, mm-hmm. and declaring his virtues mm-hmm. for his name's sake, we're honoring God. And it, for what he went through on the cross to pay the price to win us back. Mm-hmm. It makes it worth it to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like having a baby. Yeah. You know, in the midst of it, you're going, oh, my <laughs> gosh, why am I doing this? And then but when it's done and the baby's there, mm-hmm. it's so worth it. Right. And when then, when the children grow up and, and honor God yeah. <laughs> and do the right things, then it's really worth it. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I know real when, quick, before we move on, I was just going to say hi to a couple of ladies. Oh, good. Um, Miss Barbara is with us, Miss Barbara Wright. Hey, Barbara. <laughs> and Miss Raja is here. Thank you so. for joining we're us. We're glad you're here. <laughs> Y'all push share and share it with other people because yeah, we're talking about life changing things. Mm-hmm. We're talking about things that can um, save your life, mm-hmm. uh, deliver you from uh, a lot of bad things, yes. or keep you, keep you back from mm-hmm. and keep it at bay from you. We're right. talking about the power of God, releasing God's power mm-hmm. in our lives. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, well, uh, we went on to first Peter two, nine, but, uh, let's go back up to John 11 and chapter four. I love this, this verse, this, this chapter, John 11 is a, is about Lazarus mm-hmm. and it, it's, I was praying for my mom, I'll just say, my mom, she had had some problems through her years Mm -hmm. and had gotten trapped in some dark areas. And uh, so when I was praying for her and the Lord used this, the whole chapter 11, and one of it in verse 40, he was telling Martha, if you believe, you shall see the glory. And I'm telling you that that kept me, it kept my feet planted yes. for her salvation. Mm-hmm. If you believe, and I'd, I'd get frustrated and oh, well, uh, never mind. And he'd <laughs> say, if you believe. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. You shall see the glory. And that's a powerful, short scripture. Mm-hmm. But in, in John 11, 4, when Jesus first heard that his friend Lazarus was sick, uh, this is really powerful. The first thing he said was, this sickness or weakness is not to the advantage of death or Satan. Mm-hmm. It's not unto death. It's not going to be to the advantage of the devil. And I find myself, Chessie, from learning that, that when something happens, mm-hmm. the devil, you're not going to get any advantage out of this. Amen. I rebuke you in Jesus' name, and you're not going to get any advantage out of this. Amen. So you might not have stopped it from happening, but you can... Put it at bay right. and hold it back, mm-hmm. so it's not going to have. Uh, it's not going to bear fruit. Right. It's not going to bring him any glory. Right. <laughs> you're not getting any glory out of it. Yeah. This is not to the advantage of death or to the advantage of the devil, but for the sake of the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. That was Jesus's declaration concerning Lazarus. So stop and think about this. The first thing he heard, the first time he heard this bad news, your friend Lazarus is sick. Mm -hmm. He declared and decreed Mm -hmm. the outcome to that situation. Right. (laughs) 
before it could even right he didn't let the devil get another step yeah. he, he declared and decreed and wow. then you come around and and uh it was interesting mary was still sitting in the house meditating and martha was still <laughs> busy about doing her thing doing her thing <laughs> but but uh he, he, when he got to the grave, when he came on around and he talked to Martha and talked to Mary, mm-hmm. he got to the grave and he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Amen. So stop and think, when had he heard him? Mm-hmm. He heard him back in, chat, in verse 4 yeah. when, he's, when Jesus declared the outcome. Mm-hmm. We need to, uh, instead of panicking, Right. And start mouthing off about all the bad things that can happen here. Mm-hmm. It's it's really important that we get a hold of ourselves. And, and I, I must admit, sometimes I do it right and sometimes <laughs> I do it wrong. Yeah. But I know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful. Yes. Yeah. Because even then, if we do misstep a little bit, I we can, can repent and get back. And, yes. And know that, you know, um, I, I don't, you were here, I'm sure. But do you remember when um, Jonathan... Uh, Williamson spilled the paint back there. That was such a testimony. That was a testimony to the power of God. He was walking across this red carpet with green paint and the bucket dropped and splattered everywhere. True story. Right back there. And I mean, it was just beyond pale. It was just a mess. And he felt terrible. Yeah. But I declared and decreed right then. I did what what I had learned here. And I said, this sickness, this paint is not to the advantage of the devil. And I said, Lord, this is going to be just, when you get through with this, it'll be just as if it never happened. Amen. And uh, Jack, Pastor Jack C., he, he ruined his shoes and his, and, his, and his pants on the suit that he had on, trying to clean it all up. But that was Sunday. And um, Monday, Jack, Pastor Jack C. had a friend who's a contractor who was in the area. Mm-hmm. And he had him come. We found extra carpet up in the attic. Yeah, I remember that. And Johnny Rouse uh, replaced the the carpet. And by Tuesday night, you would have not known that happened. Yep. (laughs) It fit right in. This stuff works, folks. It works. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> now, if you went back there and really examined, you mm-hmm. could probably see where there's uh, new pieces. But you, and just walking by it, you wouldn't right. know it. <laughs> it's all patched up. Yes. The Word <laughs> is living. It's quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it's Amen. alive. Yes. And so when you, when you release it, you're releasing God's power to do what it says. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just declared and decreed that it's just as if it never happened. Yeah. So, and that this this mess is not unto the glory of the devil. Right. It's not going to steal the glory of God out of here. So I've got Numbers 14 here. We might look in it through the week, Numbers mm-hmm. 14, because I see we're coming short of a little bit of time. But um, Numbers 14 was also another uh, scripture that was used when I was praying for my mom. Mm-hmm. And he was teaching me a lot of intercessory prayer tech, uh, str- str- strategies, strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was praying for my mom. And uh, I was ready to quit. You know, we're always ready to quit. <laughs> okay, I've done my part. I'm, I'm through. Yeah. And, um, and, he, and he showed me in Numbers chapter 11. But if you stop now... People will say that I don't have the power to deliver her from that situation. Mm-hmm. That's what Numbers talks about, where um, God said, you know, the, the children of Israel came back with a complaint that the giants were so big. And, right. 
And, uh, and, and God told Moses, I'm done with these people. I'm, I'm not going to mess with them anymore. I'm going to throw them away and start over with you. Mm-hmm. And Moses said, but if you do that, Lord, the other nations know that you delivered them out of Egypt. And they would say, you don't have the power to take them into their promised land. That's for his yeah. name's sake, Jesse. Right. That's yeah. why we, that's, that's our motive for prayer. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's true. <laughs> Read Numbers 14 this week, and we'll kind of go through it a little bit next week. Okay. And then uh, I might finish with this uh, to put a, another slant on John 3:16. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, when you read that, you think, well, God so loved man; mm-hmm. He so loved the world of mankind, lost souls. Mm-hmm. And that's true. There's right. a truth. That's true. I'm not taking that away, mm-hmm. but I want to add something to it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The world means the adorning and the orderly arrangement of mm-hmm. his creation. Wow. He so loved the harmony and the order and the beauty mm-hmm. and the order. And then, and of course, he loved it in his creation. Man, his highest creation was man. Mm-hmm. But he so loved the order of the universe yeah. that he put. And I, I just don't think that we have any idea the, de- the degree to which the fall of man, it was like a volcanic earthquake tornado Tornado hurricane (laughs) all in one tsunami that happened to god's creation when man fell that perfectly orchestrated harmony yeah there was a harmony it's like everything just crashed and yeah burned (laughs) it did and it and it jarred and that's why i I feel like that sometimes he's helped me be more patient with myself Mm -hmm. because um he said, you don't realize what the fall did yeah. to my, to man. Mm-hmm. And so you're working, uh, you're working with stuff that you don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. Where it the disadvantages, where, yeah, the yeah. disadvantages that you're having to deal with. Mm-hmm. So um, he's, that's why he's so patient with us. Yeah. And, and that's why he sent Jesus. Yes. And the to word. To get us back in us. order. Yes. But there Thank is a Lord. harmony uh, in the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, each of the planets have a different um, musical note to them. Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's harmony. If any two of you agree is in touching, mm-hmm. harmonize, it says. If you come into that harmony, yeah. then, uh, and so that's what God so loved the world. So he's calling us folks to prayer. He's calling us yeah. to, to a deeper, more intimate walk with him mm-hmm. in the days ahead. People are lost and going to hell. Yeah. And uh, and we need to help snatch them out of the fire, mm-hmm. but uh, you know don't don't feel like you have to feel like praying. Just offer yourself up to the Lord and mm-hmm. say, "How can I help you today, Jesus?" <laughs> yeah, that's good. What's on your heart? What's on your mind? He needs a man in the earth to speak words in the earth, so the releases the spirit of God and the angels mm-hmm. to go and get things done. Yeah. And Our job is really just to to, re, to do what we're told. <laughs> right. And sometimes yeah. we don't know like how yeah. much that one little prayer. I mean, with everything going on in the world, you know, we we can't help but talk about it a little bit here and there. Um, and <laughs> but but true. I have committed myself to, you know, if I'm going to talk about it, then I'm going to pray about it. You're going to seal I'm, it with the yeah. with the kiss. Right. I'm not <laughs> going to just 
like, ah, I can't believe this is going on. And this right. is, so, you know. Well, that's, I think that's part of it is that we're just so shocked at what is going mm-hmm. on. So, um, but God's not shocked. He's always known it was in the heart of man. So yeah. we encourage you to <laughs> share uh, this time together and invite others to come and join us on Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon. Amen. And, um, and we'll be discussing the power of God. Uh, that was one word that really turned me on in my early days. If, if I'm going to be a part of something, I want to know that it works. Yeah. And so that's, it works. Yes, it does. So we invite you to join us and put it to work in your life. Yes.